Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. And amen. I want to thank Miss Vicki for uh, letting us hear the Lord's Prayer in her native language of Igbo? Igbo. Did I said that correctly? All right. You know, I, I wanted to have us to hear, the lang- hear this prayer, a prayer that is spoken all over the world in, in a language that we're not familiar with, but just to hear, hear the beautiful cadence of it, to hear how uh, meaningful that prayer is, uh, as it is for us, as it is for, for Miss Vicki. And I uh, just wanted to share that, especially today is a day that we uh, celebrate called World Communion Sunday. And it's a day as a church we celebrate that communion is being celebrated not only here in Royce City, not only here in the United States, but is being celebrated all over the world. So would you please go to God in prayer with me? Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for the reminders that we have, that your word is not just contained to this place. And as we have the opportunity to to extend your table, to extend the gospel all over the world, help us to live faithfully as, as we live the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. So God, as we spend this time together, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. So we are continuing our series on the Lord's Prayer, and we move forward one more verse to uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 11, where we have these words. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, you may look at this simple phrase and think, well, this is going to be a really short sermon. How, how can we take this one little phrase, these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven words, and, and, and make it something that's a lot bigger than what it is? 
And my friends, we're not making it bigger than what it is, but it, we're, we're trying to understand this prayer as, as a way for us to live our lives. There, there are ways that some people look at the Lord's Prayer as, as two separate divisions. The, the first part of the prayer, we, we have the introduction, Our Father who art in heaven. And then there's these three petitions before that, that we say over and over again that those are just related to God. But then when we start here with petitions for and, and move on through the rest of the prayer, they're about us. But, but as we talked about last week, that is not what the Lord's Prayer is all about. It, it's not two separate prayers that, that we, we put together. It is one prayer talking about bringing God's kingdom to earth. Theologian N.T. Wright he wrote this in a book uh, that says that the Lord's Prayer isn't about shifting our wants and desires onto a non-physical level, moving away from the earthly to a supposedly spiritual. It is about God's dimension coming to birth within ours, which is, after all, what Advent and Christmas are anticipating and celebrating. See, the entire Lord's Prayer is about bringing God's kingdom right here and right now, and inviting all persons to, to experience a full kingdom life. And I don't know about you, but for me, you cannot have a full life without daily bread without praying for those things that, that God gives us that we can sustain ourselves. So, so when we take a look at this fourth petition, give us this day our daily bread, there is way more here than God providing for our needs. I believe the very first thing that we see in this phrase is that Jesus is giving us a quick but a thorough overview of God's work throughout all of Scripture. If we go all the way back to the book of Exodus, where the Israelites are escaping from, from Egypt and they're, they're making their way through the promised land, they start to get irritated. And, and they start to get cranky because, well, it's not exactly what they thought was going to happen. They thought that as soon as they were free from the Egyptians, that everything was going to be just fine. They would, they would land in this place, this promised land, and everything would be just fine. But we know that's not what happened. The Israelites, they, they went on their own ways. and They ended up wandering throughout the wilderness in 40 days, and they were complaining to Moses about how they didn't have food, how they didn't have water, how, how they weren't given what they were promised. And they even said, you know, it would be so much better for us to go back to Egypt because at least we know that we would have something. Here, we don't have anything. So Moses went to, to God and, and said, look, these people are grumbling. Please help me. I, I can't do this. You are going to have to do this for me. And then in Exodus chapter 16, verse 14 and 15, we hear these words. This dew appeared on the ground, and when the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. And when the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is it? 
for they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, it is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This, this manna, this what is it, was a, a, a gift from God to let the Israelites know that while they were traveling in the wilderness, God would provide them with bread. And if you're familiar with the story, he just doesn't do it for this one day. He, he gives them the bread they need for each day of the journey. And not only does he give them the bread that they need for each day of the journey, it doesn't matter how much that you, you gathered. If you gathered a whole bunch, it, it got you through the day. If you gathered a little, it would get you through the day. They were warned that don't save anything overnight because that's not what it's for. It's for your needs today. And when the Israelites did try to save it, it got all wormy and moldy and it wasn't good to eat anymore. But then they were worried about the Sabbath day because they weren't supposed to collect anything on the Sabbath day, but God gave them enough for the Sabbath so they wouldn't have to go out again and collect their daily bread. See, it is a reminder that as God took care of the Israelites, God takes care of us. A little bit later in the book of 1 Kings, we hear the story about Elijah, and Jesus even shares the story with the people in Nazareth when he goes and preaches his first sermon back in his hometown. Elijah is out traveling around, the, around and he, he comes across a widow from Zarephath. And, and, and this widow was worried because she only had a, a little bit of flour left and a, and a little bit of yeast left. And, and Elijah said, well, go ahead and make me some bread. And she said, sir, I'm sorry if I do that. I won't have enough to feed me and, and my son. And Elijah said, I promise you. That, that if you do this, the Lord will take care of you. And then in 1 King chapter 17, verse 16, we hear these words, For the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry. In keeping with the word of the Lord, spoken by Elijah. So again, we see... God providing the widow's daily bread. And then if we look in the Gospels, we see that Jesus twice takes the opportunity to, to feed the multitudes. We, we see one story where he feeds 5,000, and then we see another story where he feeds 4,000. And, and the interesting things about these two stories, it's, it's not a, a misprint that the gospel writers accidentally added to the story. Again, they happen in two separate locations. One location, he was with the, the, the Jewish people, and he fed, the, fed them, and they had 12 baskets left over, which reminded them of the 12 tribes of Israel, and then he fed the 4,000 with, with seven baskets left over, pointing to the creation of the world, and that was for the Gentile region of the area. So again, Jesus is pointing that God will provide for them their daily bread. 
what they need for the day and not only provide what they need for that day, but God's abundance will, will overflow and there will be leftovers. God's abundance flows in and through us. See, it's a reminder that it is Jesus. It is Jesus that, that we get all that we, we need, and it's Jesus all that we have and all that we need. In the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 35, Jesus declares these words, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So how do we live our lives relying on Jesus for our daily bread? But first, when we ask God for our daily bread, we are assured that God will give us bread without ceasing that God will sustain us for what we need. But I think here's the important part for us to remember. It isn't so that we can, can nilly-willy just go and do whatever we want. God gives us his daily bread so that we can continue on our journey with him. See, God provides us, and God, God leads us, and, and God gives us what we need so that we can continue to be in fellowship with Him and continue to share that fellowship with others. It is so important for us to remember that when we talk about our daily bread, we're not just talking about feeding ourselves. We talk about the importance and the need for us to feed all of God's people. There's a story of Mother Teresa who uh, was in Calcutta, and she knew of a family that was, was low on food. Matter of fact, I think they actually had, had no food, and they'd gone without food for like three or four days. And finally, some food came in to, to Mother Teresa, and, and she made sure that she took that food and, and she brought it to this family. Later on during the day, she, she realized that the family didn't have the food anymore. And she went to them and she asked, what, what happened to the food that I gave you? And the mother of the house said, well, there's another family right next to us. They've been without food a whole lot longer than we have, so we gave them our food. See, they understood, and they knew that, that when we say the prayer, give us today our daily bread, it's not about us. It's not about me personally. It's about all of us. It, it, it's about making sure that, that we take care of our neighbors and, and, and lift them up and to share the bread of life, Jesus Christ, with them and to help make sure that their needs are filled. Finally, we remember 
this part of the Lord's Prayer every single time we come to this table. What are the things that we say as we celebrate communion? We always end with the Lord's Prayer. We end with the Lord's Prayer to help us see and understand that, that when we gather at this place, we are calling for God's kingdom to come right here and right now. And we share in that kingdom through the breaking of the bread and through the pouring of the cup. So my friends, as we share in this great communion, as we remember that today of all days that there are people all over the world, even in the middle of this pandemic, that are gathering to, to break bread and, and to drink from the cup, whether it is actually a, a loaf of bread and a cup that you can dip in or, or these things. It doesn't really matter because what matters is that Christ is here with us and we celebrate his kingdom here and now with us. Let us pray. Oh God, give us today our daily bread. And when we pray for that bread, it's not so that we can hoard it ourselves. And we're not talking about the fancy meals that we can go out and get, but it, it is for your nourishment. It is for your ability to to feed us, to give us what we need each and every day. It, it is the story of your scriptures. It's the story of our lives. As we gather at this table, use this meal to strengthen us and to lead us so that we may share your love with others. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to invite the praise team back forward, and as they come forward, I want to share with you your spiritual practice for this week. It's going to be more of a practical one, and I'm embarrassed that I had the opportunity to do this already this week, and I failed to do it. On Friday, I went to the grocery store to take care of all of the things that Tracy and I would need for, for the week and everything. And I was just hurrying, trying to get through grocery shopping, getting all the stuff on my list. And then as I was writing out this sermon, I realized, wait a minute, guess what you did? You didn't think about others. You just thought about stuff. And I even brought home stuff that wasn't on our list. <laughs> which I normally do when I go to the grocery store anyway. But I did not take time to think of my neighbor. So, your spiritual practice for this week is to actually put this into practice, to, to look for your neighbors. If you go to the store and, and, you're, and you're going grocery shopping, pick up something extra for our daily bread food pantry. 
have the opportunity to bring that by the office. The office is open between 9 and 3, Monday through Thursday, or if you want to drop it off directly at our Daily Bread Food Pantry, you can just take it by, just stick it on the porch. And, you know, some people are worried, what if somebody steals it? And said, well, if somebody steals it, hopefully they really needed the food. But just put it on the porch, or you can drop it off between 10, no, 9 and 10 on Wednesdays, and 1 and 2 on Fridays. So, so go buy some food and bring it so that we can help others who need food. I am just so thankful that, that we have been able to keep our Daily Bread Food Pantry open throughout all of this, and it's not going to end. We're going to still need to have them open, so let's help feed and, and bring stuff for the food pantry. Also, if you want to volunteer, you can go to our website, fumcroycity.life. There's a card there that talks all about our Daily Bread Food Pantry. You can sign up there and somebody will get in contact with you on the different ways that you can come and volunteer for our Daily Bread Food Pantry.